Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Wisdom Within podcast. I am your host, Jessica Valentine. I will get really specific and walk you through my strategy for reflection and direction. And this is a practice that you can use on a weekly, on a monthly, on a quarterly, or in my favorite opinion, seasonally basis. And what it's going to help you do is clear out old energy, and it's going to help you shift into the elevated energy through your intention that you want to cultivate for the season, the month, the week moving forward. Thank you all so much for the love of starting my podcast. Ooh, ooh. It's been so fun to see whether it's been Instagram messages or comments or emails being in support of this vehicle. I'm just so grateful to be uh, talking into a microphone and also looking at no one, (laughs) which is quite intimidating because what my love language is, is actually being on a microphone and speaking to people. (laughs) I've grew up in an Italian Brady Bunch-like family and also was in musical theater in high school. And so let's just say stage fright does not it it comes to me and it's also my zone of comfort or where i feel like the most zone of genius but starting a podcast y'all it's very much in the experience of enjoying communicating enjoying this channel and hoping that this message meets you wherever you are to help you discover your own wisdom within And that's the intention of the podcast is to give you a place to receive insights and inspiration and allow you to redefine what success means to you and live life on your own terms. And so let's dive right in into the seasonal shift that I'll walk you through. So if you have access to a pen and paper, great. If you don't and are driving, that's fine. If you're getting ready, that's good too. Feel free to, you know, make mental notes or also whip out your favorite device, phone, iPad, any utensil you can uh, to allow this this communication, this message to flow. So we're going to do this in two parts. One, I'm going to walk you through my process for reflection. And again, you can apply this to whatever scope of time, but we're going to do this through the lens of summer 2021. And then we will focus the second half of this conversation on moving forward into the energy of fall, not just all things pumpkin spice and cozy and, um, you know, holiday season, but really getting into for your business, whether that's what you do for work, secondary income, entrepreneur, etc., for your business. And then also for your being, for your peaceful state of mind, for your holistic health, for your overall goals, objectives, visions, we're going to create a plan together for you to feel supported. Okay. So let's dive in summertime reflection. I'll share with you a little bit about my process and then I'll dive in and just share the questions. So I love doing this seasonally because have you ever experienced moving from week to week or from an old job to the new job, just carrying your old baggage? (laughs) 
<laughs> if you will, that past relationship with the toxic boss or that thing that happened at work or the annoying coworker, etc. The same thing goes for stages and seasons of our lives. And this is really stemmed and inspired by the Ayurveda practice and studies, which means science of yoga, science of, of life. It actually means science of life, but I just said yoga because yoga is union and <laughs> the center of how I look at my life. But moving on, I may need to delete that out mm-hmm, for sure. If not, oh, well, imperfect. Here we go. So science of life, Ayurveda, it talks about seasonal living and in order I feel like for us to move into a new season, we must be come from a place that we feel very clear, clear in our hearts, clear in our mind, clear in our conscious. And the reflection practice that we'll do, these three questions, I call them the three R's, have made such a tremendous difference in my work and in my world. So I'll share them with you. So one is asking yourself in the season of summer, roughly the past 90 days, three months, um, you know, July, August, September, this year is 2021. What did I receive? So the first R is what did I receive? This I'll, I'll highlight them and then dive down. The second one is, uh, what do I need to release? What do I need to release? What am I letting go of? And then the last one is what results did I create? Okay, so let's break that down. Hula la, you're like, mm-hmm, yes, it's about to get real good. Okay, so receive. This can be both on a small or large scale. Receiving is like the opportunities to new opportunities. It's the oppor- it's also for me this past week, I ran into a multitude of friends in different places at coffee shops and got to see lots of people surprisingly. So there was a lot of serendipity. That's an example of receive. Um, also words of affirmation, any compliments from coworkers, leadership, etc. what gifts you've received, what what lessons you've received, however you interpret this is perfect. Again, this is all from your own wisdom within. So the first R is receive. The second R is going into release. This, in my opinion, is the most powerful because you know you all want to hold on to that one thing that happened in the past 90 days that was slightly painful it's it's called attachment y'all the the sanskrit word is aparigraha non-grasping non-gripping but like attachment to the past or attachment to this thing that did or did not happen for example what do you want to release from summer maybe it was self-loathing feelings of self-loving you love how i like went in deep first (laughs) Ah. It could also examples be like, I'm releasing that really tense conversation I have with a loved one, or I'm releasing, um, just feeling a bit chaotic. However it is for you, what do you want to let go of? And a part of releasing it, not only in thinking about it and writing it out and putting it on paper is you're actually willing to surrender 
to actually release it, to let it go, to surrender to, to a higher will. So writing this down is a powerful act of surrender. And just notice what writing it down feels like. And if you keep seeing that you're like, your mind is attached to it, just be willing to notice it lovingly and let it go whenever it comes up. And then results. Mm, love, love a divine masculine. Last one being results. So results is where you can get really, the language is really flat with yourself of just looking at facts so much in between our two ears in our headspace we create stories we're human that's how we associate meaning and sometimes if we're not being mindful of our thoughts or our belief system we can create narratives (laughs) i'm like i have so many for you but that's (laughs) not worth sharing now maybe on a future podcast topic but here's what i want to say about results it's a great way to just look at your finances, look at your savings, look at your, your investing strategy, look at, you know, your debt, if you have any to bless it, to think the past investment and see how much you paid down. Look at also in results, maybe how you save time, maybe, um, things that you invested in, like learning opportunities, programs, clients that you manage things in your workflow, get really clear about results. And you can use this conversation if you're looking at it through a work lens in talent management reviews and performance conversations with leadership, whether you manage people or are an individual contributor to just give yourself a good mid-year going into end of the year, really focused on what results you created. Um, And I also think that especially if you are someone who identifies as a woman, we really struggle with claiming our results unapologetically. As someone who has a secondary income and a passion project in a business that I love, I notice in a professional setting, I rarely share about it. And today I was on a call with a coworker who was sharing about the results in his business. And he mentioned that his, his wife you know, works part-time and and that's, that's mainly their focus. But I noticed that from a male perspective, in my opinion, it was more suitable to have a a secondary business versus if I, as a woman would have, have, you know, told my coworkers, Hey, I have a business that could have been seen as intimidating or threatening. And you see the dynamics of it. And what I'm, what I'm saying about that, my point is be unapologetic for your results. If you're creating badass things, keep going. If you are being contribution um, to your family, to your work environment, but most importantly, if you are focused on reprioritizing yourself and doing things that are uncomfortable, yesterday I went to the dentist and the- <laughs> and the therapist back to back. Y'all talk about growth game. This is where it happens is in your results and what you're, you're actually doing. So the high level review, summer reflection, what did you receive? What did you release? And what results do you, did you create? So whenever you're done, feel free to pause this, go back, write, do you, and just think, dream, and allow yourself to really hold space, meaning em- embrace 
the emotional, psychological, the entire experience of your summer. And I hope it was a great one for the times that we're in, in a global pandemic and navigating working from home and navigating all kinds of challenges and stress. This practice is is a breath of fresh air and will help you create a clean slate for this new season ahead. All right, who's ready to shift into fall? Ooh, ooh. So you can do this in two ways. One, you can, you know, stop, pause this and just be with all of your summerness, what you received, release and, and results. Or you can say, you know what? Energetically, I'm ready. I'm open. Bring on fall. Bring on pumpkin spice. Bring on holidays. The energy of fall in, in Ayurveda is really about shedding and letting go. And just like if you can visualize this beautiful tree, this is a part of the cycle of life where we get ready for winter, for a a dormant period, if you will. And if you want to spell Ayurveda, I am so happy to to help you out for a resource, but look online, A-Y-U-V-E-D-A. Ayurveda. Awesome. Botanian botanicals are also awesome uh, to look into. And I really enjoy their articles on fall seasons, fall guide, pulling it up now. And what Ayurveda, the science of life, teaches is that we all have different doshas and body types. And we can be what is called tridoshic, which means have have some part of the earth elements you can easily take a dosha quiz but i'll quickly breeze through them so fall actually let me back it up doshas in general there's three types there's vata pitta and kapha and so vata is all about air pitta is fire and then kapha is earth and water so Fall is actually a part of the Vata season. So it's like a very airy time. Naturally, people think wind, just depending on where you fall in the Northern hemisphere of the world. Um, There's diet recommendations on Banyan Botanicals. I'll have to link this and also figure out how to do so. But really what's going to be beneficial for the energy of fall is focusing on a daily routine of doing the same things of waking up, exercising, eating nourishing meals, and going to bed at a certain time, that's going to help sustain your energy in the fall with vata, air being high. You can also, something you can do is give yourself gentle massages. If you have essential oils or sesame oils or jojoba, I love all things House of Medicinals. Shout out to Jill and team. They're amazing. Um, I also love Osea, Malibu. Their seaweed oil is magnificent. And all you need is some oil. You could use coconut oil if you wanted to, okay? But this is a good time to be gentle with yourself and also move in a way that feels really good to you. So the recommendations from Ayurveda are to exercise in early morning or in the evening from 6 to 10 a.m. or p.m. And try, if you can, to 
breathe in and out through your nose during that time. So you're going to want to move a lot of air. Um, the recommended breathing practice is called Nadi Shodhana, alternate nostril breathing. Y'all, so good. But fall really is about energetically embracing the season and and appreciating the harvest. And so that can mean a lot of things. And I want you to be curious about the kind of energy that you want to cultivate in the fall season. And so something that's been coming up for me is that, well, first of all, fall is September 22nd through December 21st. So if you celebrate the Christmas holiday right before the Christmas holiday, right before end of year. So pretty much in between now and end of year is is when we're in this season. So we're not in winter just when it feels cold. Like this is true fall season. Um, what's interesting overall is that Ayurveda is all about creating balance. And if there's a sense of airiness in fall, it's important to embrace kapha, grounding, water, flow. And for some of you, you may not be following. You're like, say girl, what? Absolutely, huh? Um, But there's all kinds of resources out there on Ayurveda. And once you start living seasonally, especially in a global pandemic, you will feel a massive shift in your overall energy and your well-being. And y'all, this isn't something that I'm making up. This is a part of ancient wisdom that has been around for thousands of years. So just know that. Okay. You ready to get down into it? Let's do it. So fall energy. So I want you to just pause where you are. If you can, if you're not moving and just take a deep breath, take two more. And so now from a clean slate, want you to consider how you want to feel in this fall season. How do you want to feel? What do you want to create? You can close the eyes and put hands on heart and belly if it's safe for you. Just really get clear on like maybe what's the word or what's the essence of how you want to feel. And so for me, what's coming up in the fall is really feeling a sense of contentment, of santosha. This is a Sanskrit word for it. And so my question to self is how can I continue to use my resources that I already have access to? How can I be content with things exactly as they are in my body, in my business, and in my well-being? Y'all, that's some commitment. And most importantly, how can I be grateful for the people, the opportunities, the growth, the learning moments around me? So I want you to consider for you what your word is, what the energy is, and feel free to take time to just write it out. So for me, mine is contentment, the Sanskrit word santosha. And what that means to me is I want to feel fluid, grounded in my purpose, in my creative flow, and consistent and how I show up in the world, how I show up in my day job, in my business, for my clients, and most importantly, for myself in the quiet moments. 
So after you get the energy that you want to cultivate, if you're like me, and even if you're not, because I hope you're not, because then you're welcome here, then you can get really clear on even doing a vision board for yourself, doing something that feels fun and light and good. And then the last thing that I would say, once you get the, you know, what's the frequency, what's the energy move into like, what's your ideal outcome? Like what are the best possible things that could happen within the next 90 days? Maybe you're crushing your, your sales goals or your metrics at work. Maybe you are meeting the love of your life. Maybe you're approaching the world from a beginner's mind. Like what's the best ideal outcome? Maybe you want to call it and manifest an extra $10,000 or $30,000 or a new career opportunity. Whatever you want is available to you if you believe that it is possible and trust that there will be co-creation and support if it's aligned with your divine timing. So this is part manifestation, part intention setting of what is the best possible thing that could happen so you're looking for the good and you're also beginning with the end in mind and then most importantly it's so needed for me always is to have a top three for the quarter like for for the fall months september through december what's my top three what are my top three priorities and you can apply it in whatever lens needs the most love Often, for me, it is my work, both creative work, both what I get paid to do, both the thing that I'm avoiding and needing to work on. Raise your virtual hand if you can relate. Holler. And so I'm really focused on, here's the top three things that I want to focus on this month or in this quarter. And so I outlined on a blank sheet of paper, nothing fancy, create your own system, move from your own wisdom, as you know, of top priorities for October, November, and December this year. So in October, very excited to share, we have a brand new website coming for Wise Woman Co. The podcast flow, getting guests on here, making and refining the professionalism around it is important to me. And then I also have on my October list doing, you know, some sort of physical movement, uh, cardio hit Pilates four to six times a week is important. And also leaning into the program that I'm in at uh, NYU, New York University in learning and development. So those are my, I went top four. I went top three plus one. What's funny is my November is like top three plus two (laughs) and it's December top three plus one. But regardless, as you can tell, like this gives me an area of focus, an area to return to, to say, you know what, this is what matters to me most right now. And often I think from what I've observed in time management tools that people want to say, Hey, you know, what are your top buckets, right? Of importance, personal health, professional, etc. And I also think that is a very segregated way of looking at your life or looking at like your holistic, what I call your holistic development plan. So I want to encourage you like have a top three and have it include both work, 
both things that bring you purpose and income and fuel your life and also which is definitely focused on output and also focus some on your input for me even though it's not on the list but will be in my daily rhythm somewhere cultivating a yin yoga practice for me to restore is critical me continuing to dive into therapy critical (laughs) and i say this because there's underlying systems and support that help me refuel and i want to encourage you and this really comes as inspiration from my teacher lena brower who says and encourages her students to have a movement practice and also have a stillness practice because it is so critical that as we show up, as we move through the world, as we move through a global pandemic, as we continue to embrace the chaos in our life, that we move into, this is the change management model, getting way nerdy from, from chaos, we move into acceptance, and then we move into a new normal. And I can only imagine a more beautiful opportunity than to create more acceptance and more new normal for us in this fall season as an opportunity to shed, to let go, to surrender, and to appreciate all of the beautiful things around us. In my opinion, if you are listening to this podcast, you have access to resources, have blessings, If that's a word that aligns for you or also have the privilege to access technology, to take time to focus on mindfulness and well-being, and that is a luxury. And I want you to just appreciate all the good that you do for yourself and all the good that you do for others in the world. And what a beautiful opportunity uniquely that you have, that I have, that we have to focus on the wisdom within us. So it is an honor to be here and guide you. That was messy. That was fun. I'll probably leave this podcast raw as it is because you know I'm not about perfection. And plus, you know, your girl's got <laughs> got a lot of stuff to do. So if you have any recommendations for people who edit podcasts or can do fun music jingles, let me know. If you want certain guests on the podcast, let me know. And most importantly, if you're loving the podcast, leave a five-star review. Your girl would appreciate it. You'll get put into a drawing for Wise Woman Co. in October to win some consulting services. And as always, may you, may I, may we be happy, be wealthy, and be wise. Much love and thank you so much. We'll see you soon.